Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Happy Monday. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi and apparently some sort of bug or winged creature is attacking Mario as we speak. <laughs> Don't worry about it. We're good. You're good? We're good. Yeah. All right, good. Glad everything is okay in Casa de Tirabasi. Yeah, um, Closet Day Terabasi. Yeah, there you go. Closet Day Terabasi. <laughs> it's Mailbag Monday, so we've got all your mailbag questions lined up to answer. But before we get to that, we've got some big-ish Blackhawks news today. The biggest story, Peter Mrazek has been activated also off of injured reserve. His groin is now intact, and he's ready <laughs> to tend the goal again. Uh, so he was uh, activated, Jackson Stauber sent back to Rockford. So it is uh, Soderblom and Mrazek as the tandem once again. And it looks like maybe, just maybe, Tyler Johnson could be ready to go tomorrow. We'll see. Maybe. Uh, sec- First of all, yeah. Peter Mrazek's return is the second biggest newsworthy uh, piece of information today as it is Jay Zawaski's birthday. We have to start by wishing our guy Jay a happy 29th birthday happy birthday (laughs) thank you i i revealed my age last week to steven and uh he like audibly gasped he's like you you are you're that old i'm like thanks steven feels great (laughs) yes i'm 45 years old today and we will no longer speak of it (laughs) all right well all right no happy birthday i was telling thank you i was telling rick camp i used to like i go by birthdays as uh like in sports like well you know i'm I'm 25 and like technically I could still be a pro athlete. Like, well, I'm 30 and there's guys that are still great that are over 30. I'm 35. You know, there's guys over 35 still in sports. 45? No. You, you got Yaramir Yager and that's about it. Yeah, I guess so. I guess that's but it. But you know it's bad when you've gotten old enough to where half the coaches and general managers are now younger than you. <laughs> uh, you, know. you know, it's funny. Yesterday for my birthday, we went to Galloping Ghost, which is an arcade in Brookfield. Which is awesome. And I'm playing Wayne Gretzky's 3D hockey, uh, which I've not played in the arcade before. Mm-hmm. And I'm the Hawks with Dennis Savard, Alexei Jamnov, and Chris Chelios is my trio. And I'm playing against the Coyotes, and it's Kachuk, Ronick, and Norm McIver. <laughs> and I was like, oh, the Hawks wow. GM is in the game. So yes, I am feeling uh I'm feeling quite old. And I don't know, something about 45 is that's just there's no way there's no it's nothing but downhill from there. So <laughs> usually birthdays don't don't bother me. And truthfully, I'm not that bothered by it. But man, it's like I'm really 45. It's so like when you when you hit the fives and zeros. Yeah, there are there are many milestones every five years. Yeah, well, you know, whatever. Here I am. <laughs> I'm still here. So it's good. Now, I will say professionally, this has been the best year of my life because of CHGO. And being able to work with you guys every day has been awesome. So uh, here's to many more because I, I love what I'm doing. I'm finally, 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 like truly living the dream. So uh, thanks to everybody that made that happen. And thanks to everybody who joins us in the uh, YouTube every day. Make sure you smash that like button 45 times for my birthday. I would appreciate that. Illegal. <laughs> um, but really, thanks for being here for us so we get to keep doing this stuff and uh, having the greatest year I've had so far. So thanks, everybody. Anyway, back to, to the old. We're gonna have to have a big, uh, big blowout for when you hit the hit the Wilford Brimley line. What is that? Fifty two? No, it's forty nine, isn't it? Was it's, it really forty? Or no, Did it's for, it's like forty nine, like nine months and a couple okay. of days. All right, like that. yeah, I'll have to look. We looked it up the other day, and I already forgot what it was. Yeah, people, yeah. Shaq, Shaq just hit the Wilford Brimley line a couple of days ago. Okay, yeah. so well, I guess when people stop just chain smoking all day. <laughs> like as a society, people age less uh, frequently or less That's rapidly. True. I guess it's a word. That's true. Look yeah. at any old photo from the '60s of of a, of a uh, hockey um, bench and tell you how how the the hard times are no longer as hard as they used to be. Yeah. Well, they're all smoking yeah. on the bench. They've yeah. Got, right. They've got old crow in their uh, water bottles. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's a different era. I remember well, it you, fondly. <laughs> you, you know who isn't at the Wilford Brimley line yet either is Tyler Johnson, who we were uh, yeah, talking nice. about. Um, he uh, he certainly sounds like he's going to play tomorrow. Um, if not tomorrow, Thursday for sure uh, against the uh, Knights of Gold Color from Las Vegas. Um, 
But Johnson was, again, full participant practice, and he spoke after practice with us. Everybody was kind of creeping around his locker, waiting for him to take off his skates. But he seems good to go. He says if this was any other sport, um, you know, he'd probably be playing already. And that wasn't like a please like my sport type <laughs> of thing. But yeah, he just said, you know, it, it's different. If you're playing baseball or football, you could just tape it up and you're good to go. But when you have your ankle in a boot, you know, it it – it's it's not it's difficult and and he said it was very frustrating to think that he was almost back two or three weeks ago and then have a setback uh but he says he feels good and then luke richardson said uh after we left the locker room said as long as tyler johnson feels good in the morning he's gonna play so it'd be interesting to see where he slots in today they had sam lafferty with ty domi and patrick kane who uh yeah, Sam Lafferty. Top no, no, no. Who's, who's who centers that line? Uh I'm sorry, I did it again, didn't I? <laughs> Max Domi. He's always I just um, <laughs> it's never gonna get out of my thank god there's not a fine jar for that, or I'd be I think we might have, we to, might have to readapt might have our to jar. Because we have programmed ourselves to not say the other thing anymore. Well, see, that's the thing. That name has left my system. Now this one just won't leave. Yeah. So yeah. um but anywho, Max Max Domi centering Kane and Lafferty. I'm hoping that it's just Lafferty is was like the placeholder there, and then if Johnson comes back, Kershev will bump up to that, and then Johnson will go into the second line, and Lafferty come back to the bottom six. Andreas Anthony, see you not playing tomorrow. He is away from the team for a family funeral, so mm-hmm. he is not an option to go tomorrow. So I would think that. I, I don't see why you would put Lafferty there in a game situation. I mean, maybe to try and get him going, but that's just a waste. No, no offense to Sam Lafferty, but that's a waste of a wing for Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane needs a little more than Sam Lafferty on his left wing to get going. So maybe to try and replicate the speed of a fantasy, but they don't maybe. play. They don't play with speed the same way. Yeah. So I'm, my guess is Johnson comes back tomorrow. Phil Kershev jumps up to that spot. And then Johnson slides in with Taves and uh, Radish. And then Lafferty goes back to the third or fourth line, depending on who comes out. Kachuk probably comes out again. That's the most logical. And I, I would like to see uh, I'd like to see Kurashev get some some time with Kane and see how that goes. Yeah. We keep talking about what's that option up there for him? Who's going to be the trigger man for him? And they just don't really have a perfect option like they used to with Debrinkit and uh, – and uh, Panarin, but they got to right. find somebody. But again, have another left-handed shot on that left wing. That one timer isn't going to quite work out as well. But hey, well, you gotta, and you gotta give they, you, they you made you can do. they made with Johnson right there because Kirsch, the and Radish have been getting some pretty good chemistry the last couple of games. That line's been clicking. I agree. Radish scored the goal, but then there was the game before where they had a where Kershev was set up for a couple of nice plays and just couldn't finish it off. So maybe he keeps that together. We'll see. They'll have a morning skate in the morning. We'll have a better idea. And I'm sorry if I missed this. Do we know is Morazic starting tomorrow or is yes, he, just, he is? Okay. He is starting. Yep. He's back in there. So, Hey, if you want to see Alex Ovechkin get 800 goals, <laughs> he I needs a hat got, trick. You've got your chance. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a fun night. You're gonna have the Ovechkin watch. Mm-hmm. ESPN is there. They are broadcasting the game. That's why it's an 8 p.m. start. So if you're coming to the game, you don't have to rush right out of work. It doesn't start till eight. There is no double header on ESPN, so it's not going to be like a couple weeks ago where they push it back. It's going to start at eight o'clock. Eight oh seven thirty five. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> but exciting at least for us, because we're going to be in the press box and be able to brush with greatness. ESPN is sending their top dogs, their top guns to broadcast this game. It's going to be Steve Levy doing play-by-play with the double tandem of Chris Chelios and Mark Messier on color in the booth broadcasting the game from the United Center. So it will be kind of, I'm, I may fanboy a little bit if I, <laughs> if I walk past Mark Messier in the press box. That would be pretty freaking cool. I still get that way around Chelios, even though he's, I do too. Al- he's always around mm-hmm. and he's ever present around the Hawks. He's like kind of hard to miss, but anytime I'm within like 20 feet of his like aura, I'm like that's Chris <laughs> Chelios. Like that guy yeah. could still kill me. His <laughs> deep tan aura. <laughs> yes. As he, as he starts to resemble the, the his logo. Rotisserie, more more. His rotisserie look. Um, it, 
I'm going to give you guys a heads up. Tomorrow's post game show might get delayed because if Ovechkin's got two goals going into the third period, I don't know if I want to leave because <laughs> mm, I want to see that in person. You're, that's a you know what that's we'll, point, we gotta yeah. tell Steven like we might be on a, and we're telling our fans right now if that's it might the case, be delayed because I don't know if I I don't if if Ovechkin's sitting on seven ninety nine going into the third period I don't want to leave yeah I, I want a chance to see that especially if the, like the caps are up like three to one because then you know the empty netter is coming because he's got what an empty netter in each of the last three games yeah yeah he's he's so defensively responsible so they need to they put put him out there to hold the lead so. Yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously. So, Especially against the yeah. team with the firepower of the Blackhawks. Yeah, right. Yeah, you so, need him out there. You need yeah. him out there to fend off Colin Blackwell and Jujar Kara with a late lead. What are the what, what's the DraftKings odds on a first period hat trick? Just get it out of the way. Oh man! Yeah, man. pull a Tage Thompson and let's just get on with yeah. it. Yeah, right. Yeah, get, get pass Gordy Howe in the same game. That'd be fun. <laughs> oh boy! All right, before we get to mailbag, I just want to say, I just want to go on the record and say. I think they should wait to start Mrazek till Thursday. Play Soderbloom tomorrow. Why? Yeah. I know they're not. I know they're being careful, but like, look, they've had a little bit of misfortune with. I don't want to say rushing guys back from injury, but injury setbacks have been a thing all year. Why not give him an extra two days? Let Soderbloom start. He's the better goalie anyway at this point, and start Mrazek on Thursday. Give that groin two more days to seal up. Yeah. Maybe ESPN called and said, hey, we want 800. <laughs> Put the guy on one leg out there. Could be. Could be. Uh, hey, uh, how's, how's that Jackson Sauber kid? Is he ready to go? <laughs> yeah. No, fun, it will be fun tomorrow because say Ovechkin scores twice in the first period. Like, I could totally see the crowd turning. Uh, not like just rooting for Ovechkin at that point. They'll cheer for Because at that point – Listen, two guys in the history of the game have scored 800 goals, Wayne Gretzky and Gordy Howell. Mm-hmm. If you've got a chance to witness only the third player ever to score his 100 or his 800 goal in person, I'm kind of like, it's okay to let your fam, your Blackhawks fandom go oh, yeah. for yeah. for for an hour or two. You cheer it. Every cheer time it. number eight comes on the ice, man, I want to see people out of their seats and like give them the puck. That's history right there. I and mean, that's something very few people have ever accomplished very few people have ever seen get accomplished like it's mm-hmm. okay tomorrow if you're at the game and he scores twice to, to start cheering every time he touches the puck it's all right yeah in almost any other season you would not want ovechkin to get the record against the blackhawks in in hat trick fashion but in this season hey Give us something entertaining, right? Like, give us something to 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 make a note of or, or th- things to watch. Like the 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 game against the Devils, where Lucas Reichel came up for twelve hours. That gave us something to watch. That was nice. Yeah, having Ovechkin in town, chasing potentially chasing eight hundred in one game. Yeah, that's cool. Go for it. Like, there's no one is going to revoke your fan card if Ovechkin's sitting on 799 and you're sitting in the 300 level and yelling at him to shoot the puck. Like, go for it. Yeah. Yep. That's the ultimate tank win. You yeah. witness history and you fall into tank standings or rise into tank standings, however you want to, however you want to define it. <laughs> they have a, they're, they're still just one point separated between them and Anaheim, right? I believe yep. so. The last check. Yep. We'll okay. update our tank standings. And a new thing we started, if you missed our last post-game show, after every game, after we update the tank standings, we're going to run a tankathon uh draft lottery simulation. Last time we did it, the Hawks got the number two pick. Mm-hmm. Adam Fantilli coming down. I will say, though, I will warn you, we did a test run before the show, and the Washington Capitals got the number one pick. <laughs> <laughs> so let's hope that's no. not the case. That's a nightmare scenario. And the Hawks got, like, fourth on our simulation uh not great so that's all right there, more goodness is in the universe ryan green is being is roomating uh is, yeah. is with with connor bedard at the canada camp that's just getting them ready those are future roommates in chicago buy your buy your condo at, at lake point towers together right now guys because you're going to be living together for years to come maybe uh bedard will pull like a uh an eli manning and just be like no i'm not coming to play for whoever gets number one unless it's chicago maybe that's a very hockey so, thing to do i mean so send him a few beef sandwiches a man if i'm a canadian kid and i, and I have a, a a legit italian beef for the first time i don't want to go anywhere else i mean yeah that's that's hard to argue against See? but i think if it is anaheim that is california that's the beach that's hanging around with zegris and mctavish 
Um, that's hard to argue against. If it's Arizona, ooh, I don't know. That would be interesting to see. But no, um, I don't but hey, see it, you know, he could opt out of Chicago. We got to be critical of ourselves if we're going to be critical about Arizona. He could <laughs> sit, he could say, oh, you know, he doesn't want to play in Chicago. I mean, he could. <laughs> he, he won't, but he, won't. he could. You're right. All it's right, here, possible. Here's a thought exercise that we could probably do any other day, but it just came to me. Would you sacrifice the chance at number one if you were guaranteed number two? Mm. Would you surrender the chance at Bedard to guarantee Fantilli? No. If I if I had to make the decision now, yeah, I I might actually lean towards that. But if I can let the season go to the trade deadline and then make the decision, I would wait it out. But all right, we'll revisit. We'll <laughs> that's, revisit that's, at the deadline. I think yeah. I would do it just to be sure, because there's a chance I get like three or four or five. <laughs> you could. Yeah. You could. All right. We're going to get to your mailbag questions. But first, we want to tell you about our friends at Green Ridge Farm, a local meat and cheese company offering you a better all-natural option. They've got the wonderful all-natural deli meats in the counter at your jewels or your Pete's or wherever you go. The sausages, which Lawrence was shoving into his face before the show today. And, of course, their famous meat sticks, which are perfect for tailgating, happy hour, and school lunches. Had a bunch of the meat sticks cut up like charcuterie. For my birthday meal last night, it was wonderful. All natural, hardwood smoke for eight hours, 16 grams of protein per stick, and they make for a perfect post-workout snack. They come in chicken, black forest beef, and flavors like jalapeno cheddar and spicy chili. Friends, if you haven't tried them yet, you don't know what you're missing. You can always find them in the refrigerated section at Costco, Sam's Club, or in your local Chicagoland grocery store. And right now, when you order any three meat products at greenridgefarm.com and include a pack of those meat sticks in your cart. The meat sticks will be free simply by using the code CHGO at checkout. Green Ridge Farm, simply natural meat. In addition to our good buddies at Green Ridge Farms, let me tell you about our equally good buddies at Shady Rays. They never understood why sunglasses are so expensive so they set out to change it, and that's exactly what they've done. You do not have to break the bank for quality sunglasses this winter because Shady Rays has you and your precious eyeballs covered. Shady Rays are premium Polaroid shades featuring world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles catered to everyone and every lifestyle. The best part about Shady Rays, well, you've heard me talk about it before, it's the most insane protection program in all of eyewear. If you lose or break your shades on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Did you drop your shady rays throwing your hat on the ice for Alex Ovechkin's hat trick tomorrow night? Well, if that happens, they will replace them. Even with that strong of a protection program, they still manage to make quality that I could tell you for being a customer customer of theirs for a while now is they are just as good, if not better than any expensive brand on the market. And Shady Race customers will agree with that. They have over 200,000 five-star reviews. That's a lot of stars. Shady Rays also provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order placed and have donated over 20 million meals to date. So not only are you going to look good, but you're going to do good for others. They stand behind their product and they told our team that if anyone has a problem, they will throw a profit right out the giant test window at the Shady Rays factory and do whatever it takes to get it right. Free returns and exchanges. You either love the shades or Shady Rays will pay to ship them back. That's it. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is running their deepest deal of the season. Use the promo code CHGO at checkout for 50% off two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. That's buy one, get one free, kids. You can get two pairs for as low as 54 bucks. The more you buy, the more you save. Redeem only at ShadyRays.com, where you can find all their newest and best shades. All right, it is time for Mailbag Monday. Remember, the way you get your questions answered first is by being a diehard. Go to allchgo.com. To become a diehard, you join our Discord channel, you send us a question, and you get first priority on Mailbag Monday. And speaking of allchgo.com, we should remind you, Sunday, Bears tailgate, my friends. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. It's going to be a good time going out there, allchgo.com, to purchase your tickets. Uh, what has been the biggest surprise so far this season, asked USM05 
06. And I think we kind of did like most surprising player last week as part of our like our 25 game award sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the biggest surprise to me is probably Jonathan Taves being as effective as he's been. Yeah, that's it's been great to have him have him bounce back. Uh, so many questions about his health, so many questions about his production. Uh, he's cooled off lately, but I mean, he's still you know playing in in every situation for for the Blackhawks and uh, still dominating at the faceoff dot, which is a, a big deal if they could ever do something with possession of the puck. <laughs> but it's it's still important to 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 have the puck when you can. Um, yeah, you'd, you'd love to see his production maybe take a, a, a trend back upwards, but definitely uh, no issues with where he's at so far this season. Yeah, I can agree with that. I would also throw in there, and it's tapered off a little bit of late, but overall it's still been pretty fantastic. I'm very surprised at how r- great Max Domi has been winning faceoffs this year. <laughs> yeah, that was that, not something I expected. For some we all penciled in as a wing. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So I'll, I'll add that to the pleasant surprise of how great, uh, uh, how good Jonathan Taves has been. You could throw in how really effective Alex Stalock was before he got injured. You know, it was an, it's, it's an adventure every time the puck is thrown towards the net when he's there, but these, the numbers show that it was working. So I'm interested to see, uh, where he picks up after he returns from injury. And I'm an yeah. idiot, by the way, as you all know, I'm an idiot. Uh, the tailgate has been canceled this weekend. My bad. I forgot about that. However, no. the tailgate, the takeover at the United Center, the Bulls takeover has not. That's this Friday, the 16th. Jump on allchgo.com. Get your tickets. Why do you want to go to the Bulls versus Knicks takeover? Well, it's easy. First of all, and most importantly, you get to hang out with Big Dave and Matt. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my huge. money. They might chuck their hat at you if you're really lucky. Uh, you get uh, free drinks at Crossroads on Madison, a free shuttle to and from the game, and most importantly, tickets to the game. And if you're a diehard, you save on all CHGO events, including the Bulls takeover. So go to allchgo.com. If you're not a diehard already, become one. Then you'll get a free T-shirt or free hat every year. Uh, and you'll get to save on your tickets to the Bulls takeover, uh, allchgo.com for all that information. Okay, sorry about the fumble there. I am birthday drunk. Next. <laughs> uh, I wanted to, oh, oh, oh sorry. Oh, 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 go ahead. <laughs> Just wanted to quick add uh, uh, one of the pleasant surprises, even though there's only been one sellout this year and it was the predictable Hosa night. The atmosphere at the, at the United Center, even though this team has not given fans a lot to cheer for, has been pretty good. Like until the team is down four to one or whatever, like the, the, the United center is, is into the games. It, the, the fans that are showing up are, are coming to see, a, a, to, they're coming to cheer for the Blackhawks. And, and uh, you know, whether you want to hate watch this team in person or not, like still people are showing up. People are coming to, to, to see uh, professional hockey. Um and and be able to see yeah quote unquote but be able to see you know a team that that is not going to even if they're going to lose 5 to 2 uh they're they're going to give you the effort and they're they're going to give you you know something to cheer for and i i, I commend the fans for for coming uh i commend the fans for coming and bringing the atmosphere yeah. uh, as much as possible so yeah i mean there 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 have been some some quieter nights but even you know twelve thousand fans they still bring it so I, I i appreciate that uh from being um you know in the building for those home games and and still getting that atmosphere so i am surprised even though the numbers are are down uh i am surprised that the atmosphere is still being you know pretty engaging yep Agreed. yep my only my only that i'm not trying to gatekeep here but my only my only uh criticism of the fans who have been coming the chant is "Let's go Hawks," not "Let's go Blackhawks." They need to get that on the board or something. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's a lot of like newer fans because hey, tickets are available. Let's go see a Hawks game, and um, you, you do what you want to do. But the old school 300 level season ticket holder me gets irked when I when I hear the chant that way. But yeah, that's my only my only uh, beef. I'm with you. I'm with you because mm, that cadence beef. is the Red Wings chant. Yeah, and the Hawks one offsets that one. Very nicely. Yeah. Um, speaking of tickets, quick plug here for our friends at Game Time: sixteen bucks to go see Alex Ovechkin in person. 
tomorrow night at the United Center on game time. The Vegas game, $10 gets you in the building at game time. So if you want to save on tickets. To see our hero, Phil Kessel. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to chuck some hot dogs on the ice for him. Uh, Check the description of this podcast for the link to use to buy tickets at game time. But 16 bucks to see Ovechkin potentially score his 800th goal and $10 to see Phil Kessel and company and the Golden Knights come <laughs> in later this week. So, all right, Lawrence, I think it's safe to go to the next question. All right, this one from Roderick says, I'm broadly curious what Hawks, what the Hawks roster will look like next year. I'm concerned it will look like this year's roster, less Taze and Kane, and add in Reichel. Is that your read as well? Um, that's a hell of a question because so many guys on this team now, like we don't even really know what their future is with the team. When you look at it, like uh, Kane will be gone. Taze will be gone. Athanasiu likely gone. Domi likely gone. Jujar Kara has one year left. Uh, for Kurashev is a restricted free agent, but he's there. Jack Johnson's a free agent. Uh, Jared Tenorti's a free agent. Alex Stalock's a free agent. So this team's going to look different one way or another, whether or not it is another mix of one-year deals and veteran guys to fill out remains to be seen. If I had to guess and, and fellas, obviously you'll chime in here as well. I think next year's team, you're going to start to see Rockford guys make their way to the NHL. I think you're going to see Reichel full time. I think you're going to see Isaac Phillips. Um, you might be in talking about like a Del Mastro, maybe, maybe, maybe Nolan Allen. Eh, it's still borderline, but like the conversation is there for those guys. I also think, you know, th- hopefully they acquire a prospect or something that's young and can play. Yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting. They got 21 million coming off the cap at least next year with Taves and Kane gone. So they've got some money. They got to get to the floor. So they're going to have they to spend, spend some money. Almost 40 million to get to the floor. So yeah. they're bringing somebody's coming here, whether it's more Domi, Athenasiu type deals. It's hard to predict the roster at this point, but if I had to make a prediction, it's probably going to, on paper, look worse than the roster that started this season. Because you take away Kane and Taves, well, yeah, you're all you're 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 pretty yeah. Pretty I think lousy. I think people probably yeah. just when you said that were like what, but then you realize there will not be Kane or Taves here. So yes, right, yeah, most likely, most yeah. likely not. Yeah, I mean, there's a chance one or two or that, but I, I seriously doubt it. And. uh yeah, I think we'll see more prospects, but we'll get some of those veteran guys in here. And maybe this is when they maybe go after some of those players that are, you know, coming off their entry level contracts for other teams that, you know, aren't superstars, but still have potential. You know, there, there's been this, you know, a lot of chatter the last 24 hours, like of a guy like Eli Tolvanen, who they did not claim on waivers, even though I would have had no problem with that. The Seattle Kraken uh, got the claim on him. So, you know, but I, the roster next year on paper is not going to look great, but it, it may be more, a more interesting ros- roster to watch because you, you're going to, I think, have more guys that actually have a shot at being future, you know, long-term contributors to this team. Yeah, the, the roster is going to have a lot of openings for some of these Rockford guys to go up. I agree. I think Reichel is, is a full-time NHLer he better uh, be. next season <laughs> for sure. Um, you, yeah, looking at their cap friendly, here's pending any movement of these players prior to the start of next season. Here's who's guaranteed to be on the roster. Jason Dickinson, Colin Blackwell, Sam Lafferty, Mackenzie Entwistle, Reese Johnson, Boris Kachuk, Taylor Radish. Uh, like you mentioned, Jake Kershev's an RFA. Then defensively, you have Seth Jones, Connor Murphy, Jake McCabe, Philip Roos. In net, you have Peter Mrazek. You also have Tyler Johnson, uh, in that forwards group as well. That's it, and I, I think I think a, a good number of those guys are gonna are gonna be there for sure. Uh, but I think I think this roster will uh, open up to the to the younger players next season, and there will be there will be more definitely more more people to more guys to to look at and care about their development. Other than this season, where it's basically just Ben Philip Kurishev and and Arvid Soderblom. I, I think you also have to start like you can't just keep guys down just for the sake of it either. Like I know you're trying to over marinate these prospects and you want to make sure they get plenty of time to develop, but there's some guys that could probably be here now and could probably be okay here now. And Mm -hmm. I think just arbitrarily keeping them down 
as much as it's the anti he who shall not be named, you also don't want to do it too hard the other way at the same time, right? You want to, right. if guys have earned the chance to be NHL players, you've got to give them that chance. And yeah, there's going to be growing pains with Reichel, with Phillips, with whoever it is, but the growing really happens at the NHL level. Yes, you get these guys ready for the pro lifestyle and all those things and the speed of the game and, and for the players coming over from Europe, the North American ice service and all those things. But like once they've proven that they can play and thrive in the American Hockey League, you've got to promote. You've got to be willing to promote, even though they're going to come up and they're going to lose. Like They're not the first prospects in the world to do that. Nathan mm-hmm. McKinnon deal, dealt with it. Gabriel Landeskog dealt with it. Like all a lot of those guys on the Avalanche toiled for years. Dylan Larkin seems like he's okay after mm-hmm. coming through what happened in, in Detroit, right? Like that's part of it. Part losing is part of it too. It's not. It can't always be as ideal as it was for Taves and Kane. Keith and Seabrook came up and they struggled mightily, both personally and as a team, and they were fine and came out the other side. So you can't be per- totally, totally terrified of it not being a perfect situation for every for every prospect. Yeah. All right, let's get to the next one here, Lawrence. Ah, good timing here from Liam. He says, thoughts on taking on Bobrovsky's contract from Florida next year in exchange for assets in order to get to the cap floor. Great pod, always a fun listen. Thank you for that. Uh, that is, one, just like Peter Morazic this year, a contender needed to get out from a bad contract and gave up a first-round pick to do so. The Hawks have nothing but cap space. Bobrovsky, for the record, has, after this season, three more years at $10 million. That is how you get to the cap floor. <laughs> but if you're getting a first-round pick to take on that deal. I need more. Well, I, that's I mean, the conversation starts with a first. Of course, right? yeah. That's yeah, a that, yeah, first yeah. and maybe and another plus. first. Yes. Like that would be nice. Um, my only concern with that is the three years because unless he unless he does, you know, the 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 turnaround and becomes even a, a fraction of the, you know, Sergey Bobrovsky that signed that contract, um that's a lot of money to be in your in one player and in, in net. Um, and I know the seller cap is supposed to go up. There's supposed to be more cap space, but man, that's a lot of money. And, and if you want to feign a contention window after next season to be within the next three years, are you going to lug him along? I don't know. It's, it's, it's a, it's a gamble for sure. Um, but I think unless, unless you're talking about like two, you know, high end picks, first round second round picks um you know multiple assets like that and maybe even a mid to upper level prospect then yeah take on that money take on that anchor uh and 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 make the most of it but unless it's something like that i'm a little little weary by the way he's having an awful awful season yes he is the panthers (laughs) he's got a 3.58 goals against and an 884 save percentage so if you're thinking like hey bring in a guy who's pretty good and makes the team a little bit better and helps you out he's bad he's bad right now and he's probably not as bad as his number well here you go but here's why they're not getting rid of that contract the florida panthers do not have a first First round pick in each of the three drafts. Their next first round pick is not until 2026. See you later. Nope. Not even answering your phone call. Conversation over. Unless you want to give up all of your best prospects. Which. How many really good ones do they have? Probably not a lot. Yeah. No. I. I, End question. You don't have first round pick to 2026. You screwed yourselves with that contract. Sorry. Yeah, there's you're even looking at their prospect pool. It's like, eh, eh, there's yeah, not really they're, anyone they're that stuck. blows you away. No one's taking that. Yeah, well, that's what happens. Bad contracts get you in bad position. So yeah, you could probably. That's why I, that I hate hate. That's why I hate 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 long term big time contracts for goalies. Yeah, tough. Definitely. All right, Lawrence. What do we got next? This one from Landon. Could the 2023 draft possibly be the Blackhawks' best draft ever, given they get a first overall and most likely get another three first-round picks by the trade deadline? Well, that's a lot. Whoa. Hopefully, Davidson scouting is going very well for the later picks. I think 
three more picks to what they have already, which is two this year. That's a lot. I think you could, if you really, really want to shoot for the stars, you could say they add two more first round picks. I think three is that'd be, that's almost impossible. I don't know how, cause you're not going to get a first for Taves. I don't care. It's just not going to happen. You're no. not going to get a first for don't Domi or Athanasiu. Um, if, if there's a huge bidding war for Kane, which there probably can't be because he can dictate which teams he goes to. Um, I don't know if, if they, if they come out of this draft out of this deadline with a first, a second and like two thirds, I call that a win. Sure. And hopefully I- some prospects and some other things mixed in there and maybe some swaps like a fourth for a fifth or something like that. But you know, yeah. if that's the, if that's the hole for those guys, you're, I think you're pretty happy with that. Yeah. If you can add at, at least one more first round pick, um, and in a few mid rounds, not bad. I don't know where you're going to get uh, six first round picks, okay, especially, that was, in this, especially in this draft. It's no Roy just rage clarifying. He meant three total first rounders. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. Three that's... total first rounders. That's what they did last year. Um, and, you know, I see I see a question in the chat here about uh, Sam Renzel as well. He was picked up uh, late in the in the first round last year. Um, yeah. I mean, Korchinski, Nazar and Renzel, if they can get another three guys equal to or better than that in this draft, you know, you, you take some years to have them pan out, but that looks pretty darn good. Uh, even in the years where they got Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane, I know we've done this game before, but you go back and look at their those draft classes of 06 and 07, it was Taze and it was Kane. That's all they got out of it. So if they could potentially land a top three pick uh, plus another two first rounders, you hope that at least two of those three hit. If one of them is Bedard or Fantilli, you can pretty much lock that in. Um, and then you get a few mid-round guys, maybe one one or two jump up. You got a good class there. So uh, there's potential for it. There definitely is. Little, little somewhat breaking news. Uh, kind of not really, but uh, 3.30, the Team Canada World Junior uh, rosters will be announced. So Perfect timing. Uh, but sources tell me, the Blackhawks will be represented on Team Canada. So we'll uh, maybe have to stay on for a minute or two later to give the uh, official word on who's playing for Team Canada. I've been uh, I've been keeping up on the Twitters here, and a few players have already been reportedly cut. None of them Blackhawks so far. So looking okay right now. That's exciting. Gives us something to watch. Yeah, <laughs> so, something to watch and report on uh, as the season goes on here. All right, Law, you want to get us to our next one here? All right, this is from Bears and Hawks. I know this is part one of two. So part one, assuming the Hawks get Bedard or Fantilli, fingers crossed, what are the chances they leave them and any young good players not waiver eligible in junior AHL college for another year to continue the rebuild? That's part one. Part two says, obviously, if they do this over-seasoning, Bedard would have to stay in juniors. But if they draft Fantilli, do you think they would sign him and put him in the AHL or leave him in college? I think if it's one of those two, they both start here. That's what I think. I think both of those guys are pretty much considered NHL ready. Uh, Yeah. If you get Connor Bedard or Adam Fantilli, they are on your first line on opening night. Yeah. That's that's where you put them. Absolutely. Um, as far as some of the other prospects, yeah, sure. Maybe they play. We, we talked about it a little bit earlier. Maybe they play another season down. Um, but I, I think next year with the rosters spots opening, you bring up some of the young guys. Yeah, definitely. And, and those two guys are pretty much by consensus NHL ready. If you missed it, it was last Wednesday. We talked to Cam Robinson. Thursday. Thursday. Uh, really good show. One of my favorite shows we've done so far. Cam was an awesome guest from Elite Prospects. Dot com and got into a lot of the not just Fantilli, not just Bedard, but a bunch of the other prospects around where the Hawks will be picking. So if you didn't listen to that one, go back and listen to it. It's a it's a solid one with lots of great information. So it's a good right. time. What else we got? Lawrence. Our buddy Chuck Mucko. What hey. undrafted college international players should the Hawks be looking to sign this offseason and in the near future? This I cannot uh, comment on. I've not even been really looking that far ahead, <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah, I can't. I can't really say I've, I've dug too much into the uh, undrafted college players pool. 
um, that usually becomes a, a little bit more clear uh, towards the end of the towards the end of the college season. Some of the you know some of the guys who have had their draft draft rights lapsed um, come into play. Um, one guy, I'll say one guy that I that that we got to see in person that I, I think. Uh, could be potentially on the the college free agent radar come this spring. Uh, I'm going to butcher his name, but it's the the it's it's uh, Avalanche prospect right now. But from what our chats with uh, AJ Halfley over there with the DNVR Avs, uh, he doesn't give the Avalanche good chance to sign him. And it is the Notre Dame captain, uh, the defenseman. I think it was uh, Levanovich. I can't think. I, I can't think of the name right off the top of my head, but. Um, that could be someone that uh, that could that could be on the NHL radar uh, as far as, you know, if if, if the Avs don't uh, sign him, I believe he's a senior this year. So his his rights would then expire over the uh, over the summer. So that could be someone to uh, to, to take a look at uh, Lieberman, Nick Lieberman, is Lieberman. Yes, yeah. Lieberman. You're yeah. correct. Uh, yeah, he looked good when we saw him play for Notre Dame. Definitely one of the most noticeable guys out there. Now, he's not a, a franchise changer by any means. Not someone who's going to come in and be a top pairing guy, but if you're looking for blue line depth with a little bit of puck moving ability and obviously some leadership qualities, uh, guy's a captain at a school full of leaders. Yes, I'm biased. Shut up, Greg. Um, <laughs> he's uh, it's why not? Why not take a flyer on him? I think it makes perfect sense. Nick Nick Lieberman. Nick Lieberman. Yep. Nick Lieberman. Ah, we talked too much Notre Dame. Greg's gone. Greg quit. He could just quit the show. <laughs> yeah, I don't quite understand what's going on with Greg's uh, connection there. So mm. we'll try and get him back His here. I don't know what's happening. Really okay. slow. Kalen in, frozen. Oh, Kaylin there he is. In, 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 the, in the chat is also uh, giving us the the info. Nick Lieberman. Yeah, I I, I liked what I, I liked what he brought to the table. Um, could be could be someone that. Uh, that gets on the on the radar this uh, this summer if the abs don't sign him. Behan says, "What chance is there that McCabe, with his seven team no trade clause, and Murphy with his ten team team no trade clause, get moved by the deadline?" This is something to definitely keep an eye on um, mm-hmm. because I think in terms of trade value, those guys are pretty high up there. You could even argue, you know, a, maybe even with Taves, a, maybe a notch below, um, just because of the value of their contracts and there's years left. So mm-hmm. you're not just trading for a rental. Um, however, Kyle Davidson's made it very clear, and he's right about this, that you can't just have a roster full of kids. You can't just call up the Ice Hogs. You need some sort of leadership here. And especially if we're assuming Taves and or Kane are gone, there's going to be a big gap in leadership uh, when those guys leave. So yeah. I think they're going to want to keep at least one of those two guys around. You can't put everything on Seth Jones. Um, they're already doing it on the ice. They can't do it off the ice too. Um, but I think keeping, you know, you know me, I love Jake McCabe. Um, I love Connor Murphy too, but I I don't know. They both have a lot of trade value. I think you just got to be open-minded, right? Like listen to offers. And if your price isn't met, then hang on to them. Cause I think there is certainly value in keeping both those guys. Um, but if some team's going to say, Hey, we're going to give you a first round pick for Connor Murphy or Jake McCabe, then you've got to do it. And then you just use free agency, to try to find the replacement. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely teams. There's definitely teams out there right now that need help defensively. Um, and as the season plays out, as the trade deadline approaches, there's going to be teams that uh, you know injuries happen um, that that they're going to need help defensively. You know, content, contending teams are going to are going to look at guys like that to not you know not be just like a sixth defenseman like they, those are guys that can step into a top four on pretty much any any nhl team uh and and provide you a, a, a little bit of an impact so yeah they're 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 definitely on the they should be on the market basically every everything that's not nailed to the floor should be in discussion right. with this blackhawks team so i i, I wonder <clears throat> how many teams are um kind of what might hold off because of the length of the deals, even though they're not astronomically long, like Seth Jones. Um, but I wonder if, if, if the market might at the trade deadline might play for more short-term guys on expiring contracts or guys on, you know, who have just one more year after uh, this season. Um, I would like for the Blackhawks to, unless, unless the return is, is massive for either of those guys, I'd like them to keep both because like you said, like there's a potential that, Taze and Kane are gone uh, next season and your leadership group might be 
might be Seth Jones and McCabe and Murphy. Like those, that might be your, you know, the guys that wear letters. So um, yeah, I, I think, I think there's, there's definitely value in keeping them here. Um, you don't have to keep both, but uh, I, I think it's, it's, it's fluid. It's the, the, the team is defensively uh, better with them in the, in the lineup. But I wonder if at some point, you know, maybe next year, you, you you look at if they're both here to start next year, maybe next year might be a year where they're one or both are moved more likely. Yeah. Uh, it's tough. And I'm, I'm trying to think of like, what would be my line for moving those guys? And I think if I'm yeah. doing anything beyond like a mid second, I'm probably keeping them. Yeah, I you would know? agree. So like if it's a contender, so, you know, somewhere around, you know, it would be a top 10, you know, bottom pick like 32 to 22 um, in the second round. Mm, I, that's probably not enough. I don't think. But yeah. Anything, it's a bit, it's a bit of a stretch unless anything, there's, unless there's multiple pieces as a part of it. Um, but we'll see. I would say like anything like 47 or higher would be kind of my arbitrary number to set. I don't know. Sure. We'll see. Right there's, a, there's so much that can happen. That's why you don't want to miss our trade deadline spectacular show coming <laughs> March 3rd. Yeah, that's going to be a fun one. All right, let's get to the uh, next question here. <laughs> Maxwell says, <laughs> when does the fire sale start? Buddy, if we knew that, we would be uh, rich, rich men. Uh, hopefully, not too soon, because we need these games to be somewhat palatable. And I think the longer you wait to make these deals, the more competition you get for the players. Right? That's true. You create some desperation. You create some, and look, we've seen teams panic at the deadline. I love panic at the deadline. Saw them at Lollapalooza in 98. Terrific. Um, you see teams panic and just get a move done to get something done when they start missing out on the high targets. And that's where you can just kind of make some hay with the Athanasiu Domi option B type guys where, Hey, mm-hmm. the, you know, just throwing it out there. Like the, the penguins, are looking to add something and they they missed out on the high high guys available and they really want to do something for this one last crack at it so they give you too much for Domi or Athanasiu and then you're you know you're laughing all the way to the bank that's the hope so I know you don't want to wait too long but you're kind of at the mercy too of Kane and Taves for when they say they are ready to go which may never happen so it's tough to say yeah it's kind of like chicken and the egg uh, what happens first? Kane and Taves say they want to go, so you trade everybody, or you trade everybody around them to force their hand and say, "Hey, I want to go." We'll see. Yeah. Well, they tried that strategy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Try harder. <laughs> All yeah. right. What's next? Tom Quinn, another uh. loyal uh, CHGO fan, says, "Other than Hawks games, how many other hockey games do you guys watch typically per week, and which teams do you typically watch?" It's a good All question. Yeah, I, I, I usually <laughs> will. Uh, I will kind of all look hard it on ESPN Plus and l- look at the best matchup or the one that interests me the most or, you know, the ones that have um, not that any of them really matter to the Hawks at this point. But I'll watch the Coyotes. I'll watch the Sharks. I'll watch the teams that are towards the bottom, which is kind of painful. because <laughs> You're not watching the best teams. Yeah, that's that's the tank package on ESPN. <laughs> yeah, Plus. exactly. It's a little bit cheaper. Um but yeah, I, I I try whenever I can. I'm watching hockey, quite frankly. So, but I, I will try to focus on either the ones that affect the tank or the premier matchups of the night. So when Boston's playing someone else, great. That's usually appointment TV. I, I watch the Leafs when they're on because they're really entertaining. Um, you know, that's how I go. Yeah, yeah. I kind of bounce around depending on the matchups and the time. I, I may watch check in between three or four or five games in the same night. Um, I too will watch some of the teams that may have uh, an effect on the Hawks draft status or guys on my fantasy team. Hey, this, this game has five guys on the team. I'm going to watch it. So I don't have your five minutes. Yeah. I, 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 I try and, and keep all my hockey energy as much as possible, um, for the, for the Blackhawks and ice hogs. Uh, but you know, I, I, I was same with you, Jay, like I'll, I'll, I'll try and see which games, uh, the, 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 those in the tank standings, uh, are playing on, on, on an off night or things like that. And then, you know, obviously you're seeing other teams too with, within those games, but, um, 
yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm very much focused on what the Blackhawks are doing. Uh, but you know, if there's, if there's a night where I, I get control of the remote and, uh, <laughs> and my daughter and my daughter's sleeping, um, I'll, I'll throw on whatever, uh, whatever game is on, uh, ESPN plus. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's fun too, with, with the ESPN plus package, uh, how much college hockey you actually get, which yeah. is, which is a lot of fun too. So it's, it's, it's made it a bit easier to find some games with Blackhawks prospects. Um, I know Boston university and Boston college had some big games, uh, caught a little bit of that action, uh, this, this, this past week, but, um, yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's very Hawks centric for me. Yeah. You don't want to burn out. <laughs> right. Yeah. And if I'm being honest, like I don't have, uh, as much round the clock time to dedicate to, to, to watching games as, as, uh, some people might think we do. But um, I try to fit it in as much as possible. Yeah, I mean, you got a, you got a baby. It's, it's, I got a it's tween, my job. a tween for sale. If anyone's interested, <laughs> um, yeah, it's a, it's it can be tough. But yeah, whenever I whenever I've got the, the screen to myself, I try to put some pucks on. That's for sure. Yep. All right, we got another one here, Lawrence. It's our buddy Charlie, the Bacon Guy. He says, watching this team live for the first time all season on Friday. What would a good return look like for Ian Mitchell? Yeah, I mean, at this so point, I, I think if you're getting a a pick for him, you're taking it because he's clearly not in this team's plans. It doesn't seem unless he has a big turnaround here. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I does he does he warrant another contract? I don't know. Do you just make him like your all time Rockford defenseman? And just say stay there, and when we get in an injury pinch, you're the guy that gets called up if we have an offensive defenseman hurt. He's your next Adam Clendenning. Yeah, I just don't know what his NHL future is. We were talking to a scout uh, or a, a source rather before practice a couple, like, probably a couple months ago, and he said he just doesn't have the speed. You know, mm-hmm. he doesn't have that quick burst speed that NHL defensemen require, and he just really strikes me as one of those. You know, they call it like a four A baseball player, right? Right. That, Ian Mitchell's kind of that guy. So maybe the Hawks give him another deal for a little bit more money and just make it a two-way deal. And he's one of the top call-ups, but I don't see much of an NHL like full-time future for Mitchell here. And I don't think it's, if it's not coming here now, which NHL team's got a spot for Ian Mitchell? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you might, you might get a mid round pick maybe, but that would probably require him to play much more of this season. Uh, and then maybe be maybe potentially be an option at, at, as a deadline minor deadline move. But um, yeah, I don't know if, if they don't see him in the future uh, beyond this season, you have to, you have to move him. Um, so then, then you're, then you're really talking about, you know, if you have to move him, um, then you're talking about late round picks. Yeah. I don't think there is much of a market for him at this point. If you get a sixth or seventh round pick offered, you take it. Um the writing's on the wall. Everybody else can see it. I don't. The, he's getting passed up daily on the depth chart. You know, as they keep drafting more young defensemen, he's getting further and further down. Other teams know that. So why why give up a pick or a prospect to get it when he's likely going to be a free agent this summer? I don't see them at this point giving him a qualifying offer. I see him hitting the UFA market, and then you know somebody else gives him a shot. And I, I, I think, and I like Ian Mitchell. He's a really good AHL defenseman. I just don't think he's an NHL defenseman. I have some news here Uh-oh. from Scott Scott Wheeler of The Athletic. He is saying, this is from Scott Wheeler, uh, regarding Team Canada and the Blackhawks. Scott Wheeler, I am told Colton Dock, Nolan Allen, Kevin Korchinski have made Team Canada and that Ryan Green has been cut. Oh, interesting. Regretskis. <laughs> I am. I, that's very interesting that Doc and Green were not flipped. And uh, he didn't mention Ethan Del Mastro, but I think because Del Mastro didn't play in the exhibition games, uh, that he's. This, Wheeler also basically said if you're not playing in these exhibition games, like Connor Bedard didn't play, like you're a lock. So it, it appears that four Blackhawks are headed to the World Juniors with Canada. That's great news. It might be because he's an he's an incumbent too. He was on the last team, so right, yeah, know. yeah. Well, I'm so gonna that's... I'm gonna DM him. How about that? 
You're gonna DM him. The official announcement is two two minutes away. Yeah. Is the official announcement? All right, then we'll wait. Two yeah, minutes. fine. And and while we wait for that, I can tell you all about Ahmed's energy efficiency program if you'd Ooh, like. I'm very interested. Ooh. Yeah. Well, good because I've got some information for you. The Ahmed Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities we where they serve to save money. And energy. ComEd offers free facility assessments that can help find energy saving opportunities, whether it's lighting, HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, and potential incentives and simple payback. Don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today for energy saving tips and to schedule your free facility assessment. Go to comed.com slash powering biz, B-I-Z, powering biz. Ready to sign up for a facility assessment? Call ComEd at 1-855-433-2700 during normal business hours to speak to a ComEd Efficiency Program representative, or you can email businessee at comed.com or request an assessment online at their website, comed.com slash facility assessment. And if you're saving money on your energy bill which is a great time to do it now around the holidays. You can use some of that saved money to get yourself or the golfer friend or family member in your life. Get them decked out in some pins and aces gear. Pins and aces, the official golf apparel partner of CHGO and the presenting sponsor of the Big Drive Energy podcast on the All City Network. Love the golf coverage the Big Drive Energy Podcast, and love Pins and Aces. They are a family-owned golf and apparel business, which you got to love, making amazing polos, hats, golf bags, customizable, and their favorite beer sleeve that goes right there into the bag that can keep up to seven of your favorite beers or whatever beverages you want to keep uh, cold in the 12-ounce can size. Uh, keeps them cold for the entire round, and it fits right there in your golf bag, keeping you hydrated and happy as you're shooting 120 around the links. <laughs> so check out pinsandaces.com. Use the promo code CHGO on your order, and you are going to receive 15% off of your order, your first order, uh, and get free shipping on that as well. Again, that's the promo code CHGO at pinsandaces.com. And hockey fans, light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Take advantage of that. Look at some of the matchups tonight. How about the Leafs and Ducks? Mm. Just need to pick a winner. That one seems pretty easy to do. And if that's not <laughs> enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot in an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code CHGO. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. We have one question left before as we await the news from Hockey Canada. Uh, Mata Pumo says, say the Hawks do pick up Tolvanen. They did not, but we can get mm. into that a little bit. Um, yeah, uh, that felt like a move they should make. A 23-year-old, uh, former first-round pick. I, 22 teams pass on the kid, though. I don't, I don't know. Like, but for a team in a Hawks situation with nothing but cap space, nothing but roster spots, nothing but bottom six forwards, why not see what you can get out of the kid? I don't know why you would pass up an opportunity like that. Yeah, I was, I was surprised that he, that he got all the way to Seattle with the the twenty third team down the list. Um, I would have figured some of the, some of the, some of the bottom teams, even if it wasn't the Blackhawks, would have taken a swing on him because, you know, as as much as we um, say like. It's not all analytics. Um, his analytics are favorable. 
So as, for a guy that hasn't been able to really get a bigger opportunity in Nashville, um, you would have thought that a team like the Blackhawks would would be set up to give him a bigger opportunity. Um, former first round pick, still in his early twenties. Um, I think he had one. He has one year left on his current deal, which is like I don't know, one year after this year, right? Two more after this year. He, this is the first year of his three year contract. Oh wow. Oh okay. So well, yeah. So yeah. So he's 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 locked in for a few years then. Yeah. I mean, I. I would not have have minded if the Blackhawks uh, picked him up because he's a guy that on this team you can throw into the to the second line and no, and, and, and see what he has. He, but, sorry, he is restricted after next season. I'm looking at okay, it now, okay. so he's yeah, I read next, it wrong. yeah so it's this year after and next, next at one point four five. So yeah, okay, so it's it's the rest of this year and next year. Like those are two seasons in which you have some leash to figure a lot of things out. So. They didn't do it, but I would not have batted an eye if they if they did put in a claim for him. Yeah, that's that's the one thing that's got me a little bit. I think frustrated is probably the wrong word, um, but I I want to see them try to pick up more prospects, get some more bodies, get give some guys that can play a little bit, and hopefully at the deadline that's what they do, right? Hopefully, aside from picks, they can bring in some young players that can maybe be part of this roster again. There's got to be some teams with Philip Kurashev types on their roster looking to get better, looking to win now, that would be willing to move somebody like that. And that's yeah. where I want to see Kyle Davidson strike, right? They're not all going to yeah. hit, of course. But guess what? Not every draft pick is going to hit, too. So you can get 55 draft picks next year, and if 20% of them work out, great. But try to get some guys who you've got some film on at the pro level and, and see how you can do developmentally. That's, you've got nothing but development coaches. They've yeah. got one of the biggest front offices in the league. But now let's start flexing those muscles a little bit and get some out of some players that other organizations couldn't. Yeah, I saw a lot of him in the AHL, covering the AHL Central, his time at Milwaukee. He would have been a good system fit, I think, for the Blackhawks. He's, he's not the fastest guy in the world, but not a lead foot by any means necessary either. Responsible the. Defensive lap shot. I think they could have benefited from a guy. I had people on Twitter when I put it out there that, hey, they should go get him. Well, then who are they, who are they going to cut from the roster? Who cares? Who cares? Yep. Or, right. oh, they shouldn't spend $1.45 million, $1. million on a guy that might be in Rockford. They got to spend almost $40 million just the salary cap floor. Stop worrying about the stat. We got Stockholm syndrome to the Stanley Cup here in Chicago or to the salary cap here in Chicago. Like, we're so worried about it. It is not an issue for years to come. $1.45 million for, for him is nothing. Even if he plays in Rockford, so what? But I don't think he would play in Rockford. He's a guy, you know, Nashville is a team that they don't develop young players very well unless you're a goaltender. Like or defensive, they don't develop forwards in Nashville. Look at some of those guys that they've had. Like they, they, they just don't. Their young forwards just never come to fruition. When does David Poley start getting some of the blame down there? Like I, I saw people talking about uh, John John Hines is 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 a problem down there. Maybe it's the GM not drafting good enough guys. He's been GM for life down there. Maybe it's time to start looking there. Yep. All right, we've got the Canada roster. Um, here we go. Blackhawks wise, Colton Dock, Nolan Allen, Ethan Del Mastro, and Kevin Korchinski. So everybody but Green. Everyone but Green so made R- it. Ryan Green was cut. Yep. Ah. Uh, that, also, I mean, that is a little a, surprising. And but... a shot Connor Ooh. Bedard made it. Oh. Phew. <laughs> and Fantilli. Oh, man. Those really, guys were on finally. the bubble. <laughs> I've been meaning to watch those guys. I hear they're good. They finally yeah. get some film on those two. Don't count out Ryan Green because there's always going to be a last-minute injury replacement. Look at Ethan Del Mastro, the last tournament. So I think if a forward goes down based on how well he played, even the Team Canada official count is tweeting out highlights of his goals from these games. (laughs) So if somebody goes down to an injury, I think Ryan Green is going to be the first guy they call back. That's it's. Hey, look, you know what? You want to get excited about something? There you go. You know. and another thing, the, the Team Canada doesn't like bringing NCAA guys. They want it to be a CHL all-star team. So you That's have true. to be real special talent like Adam Fentilli to be an NCAA player on Team Canada. Kale McCarr. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So he was behind the eight <laughs> ball because he, he plays 
for Boston University and, and, and not the Ottawa 67s. Yeah, that's true. All right, that is going to do it for the show. A very exciting one. We'll be back tomorrow night after Blackhawks and Capitals. Uh, maybe history in the making. Remember, check the link in our bio, in our not our bio, in our uh, show descriptions to get your link to game time. Buy tickets for tomorrow's game. 16 bucks to get in. 10 bucks to get into the Vegas game later this week. So uh, take advantage. Use our link. It helps us out big time and helps you save huge on hockey tickets. All right. We'll talk to everybody tomorrow night after Hawks and Caps on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.